Welcome to the Nightly Rant. I'm Mike. And I'm Toria. This is the show where we talk about the awful things that have happened in our day, the awesome things that have happened in our day, and all the things in between. Thanks for listening, and we truly hope you enjoy. So let's talk about our Lyft driver today. Since I think we've had to talk about Lyft like a hundred times in the past week. We talk about Lyft more than we talk about anything else lately. Well, it's because it's what we've needed to use. So like yesterday I mentioned that the car was in the shop all day. <clears throat> well, stupid car. we got to go back there at noon today and pick that sucker up. Yay! And we had to call a Lyft to go there and um guy shows up as soon as i get in the car i smell marijuana it's always a good sign right but of course with all the legalized stuff both in vegas and here i've been smelling it a lot more so i didn't think much of it then the guy's driving us and thankfully he went surface streets the whole way but anyway he's driving us and Marijuana like just it just stronger. keeps getting stronger and stronger and clearly it's not like out on the street it's either either that dude had a giant chunk of marijuana in his car or he had been smoking marijuana because it was something Ugh, it was awful and then he like ran a stop sign yeah he ran a stop sign no consideration for anyone else um the one thing i find really interesting I don't object to this, but I find it really interesting. When I went to the whole orientation for Lyft, Mm -hmm. they made a big deal about not playing music when you have a passenger in the car. Okay. And yet, every Lyft we've been in, in the past, like, five days, has had music playing. It's interesting. Because, I mean, I can understand why they wouldn't want you to have music on. It makes sense. Yeah, because everybody listens to their own brand. Well, or like that situation when when the car died and you had to, you know, we tried to call oh, Deborah, but she wasn't able to get there in time. Every second word was nigger or Yeah, fuck. You, exactly. Like, and you had Alyssa in the car. Like, wow. Wow. That was classy. I like that that's, a lot. And that's why they do that. They do it to avoid any kind of issue where you're offended by... Yeah, but you know what? I think I think intelligent Lyft drivers will just make sure they put on tasteful music or, you know, just the normal radio where well, they like, can't say shit like that in the first place, and then it's fine. Well, I used to listen to podcasts when I was waiting. Mm-hmm. Then as soon as someone got in the car, I turned it off. Yeah. Uh, oh, so, I don't know, but, but it brought up a point, you know, um... If you drive under the influence of alcohol, uh-huh. they can arrest you uh-huh. based off of, you know, indicators from a sobriety test. Mm-hmm. And they can also do the same if you're driving under the influence of marijuana. They can give you a sobriety test. If you look like you're impaired, they can take you in. Uh-huh. But here's where it gets different. And I wonder how this works. And I honestly, I'm admitting right now, I don't know how it works. But... If you're driving under the influence of alcohol, they'll arrest you and bring you in. 
and then you have to agree to one of you know two types of tests well, alcohol only shows up in those tests if it's active in your system. Like, you know, however much percentage of alcohol, blood alcohol level, mm-hmm. it shows up. Marijuana, on the other hand. It's all about the concentration level. It, how do they figure that out? Because you can see what level it is in the urine. And the hair follicle tests are more accurate. Okay, so... How long does a result like that take to come back? The urine test? You can get an express test in less than five minutes. Okay. And it will tell you that the concentration was high enough that they had to have recently ingested it. I'm guessing there's some kind of scale. When I did the drug screens, it was any marijuana and you were screwed. Interesting. But I, I never got to do the incident drug screens because they were more serious and somebody, you know, that actually is employed by the company who always did, did them. But they had a scale. Well, sure. It would have to be just like blood alcohol level. You're considered so intoxicated if. Yeah. Sense. But then what they did is they had the express test in the on the job site. And if you failed it. Or passed it even on the job site. They still had to send it away for lab testing, which took like a week to get like a verified result because the express ones aren't accurate. But it would be enough to suspend the employee for a week. What was what I was wondering? Because obviously you get almost immediate results with um, blood alcohol. So I wondered mm-hmm. if, but I also wondered what, how they would know how recently you've done it. I didn't realize. But I would also imagine, let's see, I have these thoughts, but then I realize it doesn't matter either either way because it's not like it's an art. I mean, it's kind of an arbitrary number that they pick because let's face it, like 0.08. I could be at 0.08. Yeah. And as a big guy, I am probably obliterated. Like, I definitely shouldn't be driving. But some people can have one drink in their point. But like, well, yeah, exactly. It's they probably took the average person and made the number based on the average person. Yeah, but then what I started to think about was, well, okay, so if they use the marijuana stuff based on concentration, then you can just say, well, I had an edible, which you know stays in my system longer. But it doesn't matter because they're still saying if you have that much concentration, you are. Um, driving under the influence it's not about how long ago you did it it's about right you're over the legal limit of whatever the concentration numbers are therefore you're considered intoxicated and i mean it really sucks to be you if you smoked a lot the day before because i would guess your numbers are gonna be much higher but that's the thing that i wonder about like i guess how long do the effects last to the point where you're um impacted by it I guess that's something you'd have to ask a police officer you know. What's the sobriety test for marijuana? Because they would be able to give you a more more accurate answer. I mean, yeah. keep in mind, any hypothesis is I, I could send it into Live PD, too. You could. Anything that I say is based on six years ago doing pre-employment Right, it could, be even, it, could be, it could be the same, or it could be way more advanced. We don't know. Right. Right. So... It's just intriguing and in a different me. country. Well, but it's just it's just intriguing to me because it's definitely something that they're going to have to be dealing with now. 
Well, what I was good at, what I was curious about is, okay, so alcohol is 0.08 or 0.04 if you're a Lyft or Uber driver. Right. What is, like, is there a legal limit for marijuana? Are you allowed to, like, the, okay, so like the people who microdose, are they doing that and legally allowed to drive because they're not taking a certain amount? Well, yeah, they would have to, like we just talked about, there would ha- yeah. it would have to be related to the concentration in your system, and at that point, you're considered intoxicated. Because they have arrested people for driving under the influence of marijuana. Right. And they've also let people go who they found have marijuana in their system. Right. So it has to be based on a concentration, just like blood alcohol level is a percentage. This has to be some kind of a percentage. I know that marijuana stays in your system for like an average of six weeks. Yeah. So it would have to be... Well, pretty specific scale. Would have to be based 100% on concentration. Yep. Because if I'm if I remember correctly, it goes up and then as the high subsides, the concentration decreases a little bit and then over the next few hours as it wears off, the concentration decreases and decreases and decreases and decreases and decreases. Much the same as alcohol. No, Your body know. metabolizes it. I don't want to know if you can find that information online. I wonder. Yeah. Wonder. It's interesting, though, because the the concept for me is it's just more for the police to deal with now. Yeah. And, and that Uber, that, that Lyft driver really brought it to my attention. Like, Well, that was kind of terrifying. That was alarming. Well, and the only time that I've sort of thought well okay he probably um smoked it and that's why it was when he missed the stop sign but by then he was three blocks away from our destination had that happened at the very beginning we would have been telling him to pull over and letting us out yeah what did you find i see you're reading it says this is from a law office of some guy that gets you out of your things yeah in California, if an officer has probable cause to believe that you were driving under the influence of marijuana or any other drug, you have already given your consent to provide a blood, breath, or urine test. The urine test is not common, but if officers are unable to administer a blood or breath test, you're required to take a use- urine test. For marijuana, using blood, breath, or urine tests to determine whether a person is under the influence of THC at the time they were driving is a flawed system. As blood and urine tests are unable to de- determine whether the marijuana was consumed within the last few hours... While breath testing technology does not have the ability to detect marijuana as of now. So then it says that police officers in Los Angeles are now testing using drug swabs at DUI checkpoints. Saliva swabs. The test is roughly eight minutes long and uses a person's saliva to detect THC, crystal meth, methadone, cocaine, and several other prescription medications. While there are conflicting reports as to the accuracy of the test, the tests work by detecting a trace amount of drugs in California driver's saliva. That makes sense, because it would stay in your mouth the longest. Or the most most recently, it would be in your mm-hmm. mouth. And then it goes into how this dude's going to get you out of your tickets on DUI. But it doesn't tell you what the legal limit is? Mm-mm. That's interesting. This is going to be like so many nanograms, I guess. I don't know. I'll have to ask somebody that question. Yeah, it goes on to say that it leaves plenty of room in, room for doubt in court. 
Um, nearly impossible to prove without a shadow of a doubt in a courtroom that the person was under the influence of marijuana solely based on a saliva drug swab. See, so I'm right. It's a difficult thing for them to enforce. Yep. Doesn't really surprise me. Mm. What are you looking at now? I'm trying to find if there's a legal limit. Oh, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. But. So. Tell me. So. Tell me about your uh, finally getting that lady to move in. She doesn't move in till tomorrow. Has she been driving you crazy today? No, I sent her one text message to tell her the maintenance guy was coming tomorrow to install her new lock. And she didn't. all she said was thanks. Oh, that's good. I'm shocked. Did you see Bill put the old deadbolt back on? Yeah. I don't blame him. Take his take his yeah. deadbolt with him. I've actually considered getting one of those deadbolts. Yeah, that was cool. How it how it the code lock. Yeah, punch a code that in and it unlocks. Handy dandy. It could come in handy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it really could. Well, especially if you're the type of person who forgets their keys a lot, which I well, yeah, and what you would have to do is just be in the habit of only locking the deadbolt and not the door handle. Right. Right. Or like if you're not here, you want to get something. Yeah. Well, <sighs> you have keys. That he hasn't seen in two years. <laughs> it gives the legal limits for alcohol in this article. But it just says under the influence of marijuana, so maybe it's any. Hmm. Well, as well it should be. I don't disagree. I think that Lyft driver is in for a whole lot of trouble. Yeah, because they'll probably drug test him now. Yep. To determine, you know, did he or didn't he. Right. Because he'll initially try to lie and say, oh, someone who came before them. Smelled like marijuana. Yeah, okay, that's why you had 12 air fresheners, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Parker says he agrees with you. Parker looks like he's stoned right now. He's got, like, squinty eyes. He's just, like, staring off into space. Parker, did you have catnip? And then he gets ultra paranoid when Mitchell moves. <laughs> What's the matter, Porks? He's funny. That Our cats are nuts. Oh, my gosh. He doesn't like catnip. Do anything. Just sniffs it and then he goes to sleep. He will ask me why. I remember he has to go eat. Um, when you guys were on your way home, the yeah. she cats were, were galloping. That's what you said, yeah. Like zoom, zoom, zoom. It sounded like a herd of elephants and then claws and jingles and That's elephants. Pretty girl. Hi, pretty girl. You know, for being a hefty beast, she can sneak up on you when she's not running. Yeah. Stop fat shaming the cat, though. She's a good girl. Yeah, she is. Ah, it makes me so happy that she's a chunky one, though. Considering. Considering she was, like, emaciated when she moved into that house. For most of her life. She deserves to be fat. (laughs) So, we've been watching that Millionaire Matchmaker. Yeah. And what the hell's wrong with these guys? They've been handed everything to them in their entire life, and they don't know how 
how to be civilized human beings anymore? Maybe, but I just can't believe that they need to be on a show and have some lady find them a date. Well, I would think that as a millionaire, it would be hard to online date because people know who you are. Like that dude who was in Vegas and the chick knew him. He didn't know her. Some people well, her only it. requirement is that they be worth one million dollars. Um, I know he used his teeth. Um, I don't know. I would think a quick Google search, you know, like everybody should do for their online dates, would reveal to you that this person's a millionaire. Well, perhaps, but the point is, even then, the majority of them mess up the date. I know, I don't, it's ridiculous. They're I mean, handed the date on a silver platter. A chick who's interested in them meets all of their requirements. They got to pick out of a herd. And then they take her trash picking up? What? Or yeah. they take her to serve food at a mission on her their first date? What? Yeah, weird stuff. I'm sorry, but if I've gone through all the effort to be one of those women, because you know that clearly they spent like six hours getting ready. Yeah. I don't want to go pick up freaking trash. No, for sure not. Just not not. in the mood for that. Heck, I'd be pissed if one of our dates was going to pick up trash. Oh, damn. And that's what I was thinking about doing next weekend. Well, think again. All right. Instead... We'll go feed homeless dogs. Oh, I like dogs. Mm-hmm. I like the yog dog. Are you a yog dog, yog dog? Mm-hmm. He's a good boy, too. Mm-hmm. He, this is the first podcast in a while that he's hung out with us. He usually pieces out when we do it, or he kind of sleeps over there. Well, he missed you. You were gone for a while. But tonight he's hanging out with the daddy. Oh, yog dog, we missed your daddy, huh? I missed you too, buddy. Um, but it's just, I don't know, the, the people on there, they make me laugh. The only one who I thought was remotely, like, interesting, actually, was that Jimmy Jimmy D guy. Or, yeah. But he was an idiot. Both times he was on, he acted like an idiot. Like, he's too stupid. He says he wants an intelligent girl both times. But then he's too stupid to fix pick someone who has half of a brain in their head. That chick he picked this time and the first time. If you'll remember, he was the one who was in the limo with the girl and she was telling you about the Getty Museum. And we had to rewind it like yeah. 18 times to hear how dumb she was. That was him. He picked that airhead and then he picked Drunky McCrazy Gambler. Well, and then, and then it's funny because then he finally got it right and picked a good looking one. Who had a brain. Right. And she kind of liked him. So, I don't know. But even that, if you looked at the ending, they saw each other out on the town, but they didn't actually go on a date. Like, right. what's wrong with this dude? I don't know. They have no skills. None. I feel like when you have that much money and you spend all of your time, like, whimping, you know? Yeah. Either, either the kind of people who are, like, always on a whim, or they're the kind of people who are absolutely married to their work. Both those situations. I feel like it kind of stunts your ability to have a relationship. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, especially the person who's married to their work. And the people who like, yeah, maybe, I don't know. I can't decide if the married to the work people or the whim people are worse. The whim people seem to be the one who, ones who make more idiotic choices on their dates. But they're more personable because they're used to interacting. But they pick airheaded morons who don't have any substance or anything that they're looking for. The ones who are married to their work seem to be a little bit more reasonable at picking dates, but terrible about following up with the dates after they've had the first one. Yeah. I guess they all suck. Maybe that's why my one client had sex scheduled in his calendar. That's terrifying. Otherwise he'd forget. I'm not kidding. I was working on his computer trying to fix a virus. And he had his Outlook open, and then the calendar reminder popped up. Yikes. <laughs> Time for sex. Like, okay. They couldn't even come up with, like, a code name for it? Nope. Like, Snoo Snoo? No. Nope. Something ridiculous? Snoo Snoo is pretty ridiculous. Time to eat ice cream? Right. Because, like, like, nobody would think of anything. Yeah. But ice come cream. come on now. Time to stick it in isn't really an appropriate calendar <laughs> event name. Oh gosh, Rich is getting a cat's eye. Parker's gonna tip over. <laughs> He's looking for the time <laughs> His eyes got really big, and then he like leapt from the windowsill to the couch, and he never does that. <laughs> Not crazy cat. Oh. What you doing, mister? Huh? Mr. Crazy Cat. Hi, buddy. But yeah, I don't know. I think, I personally think that the ones who are married to their job have it worse because they're, they have zero social ability because they're always so busy working and you don't know how to carry on an intelligent, relaxing conversation. It's all about work, 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 work. I know when I was a retail manager... We had to work a lot of hours, a lot of hours, like sometimes seven days a week. <laughs> and so when you would go out, you would always go out with other people who also worked for the same company because those are the only people you could meet and become friends with. And then what would you guys do while you were out? Talk about work. Yeah, I've had a job where all of my friends are work people. <laughs> yeah, it's horrendous. Because you never get away from work. Ever. <sighs> that just reminded me of something really, really funny. Go for it. Because we're going to end early because you're tired and I'm tired. When I used to work at H&R, uh-huh. we would, um, me and Katie and the annoying girl Nicole, like were in the far back corner. And to get to the break room, you'd like walk around, walk along one way to the building and then most of another way to the building, go through like a a crazy person proof door and then you were above the lobby and then the break room was right there so one day we were walking and the three of us proof door. <laughs> it is it's meant to keep people like that crazy shooter guy from coming in and killing all of the all of the people anyway they had a code to come back in um so the three of us walked to the break room and we looked down and we saw some dude sitting down there waiting for an interview and so, okay, a week later, this dude starts in our department, and his name is Michael. <laughs> and then we, like, we 
we make him come for break with us because we liked him and not the other dude that started on the same day. And he said, yeah, I saw you guys when I came in for my interview. And I thought, wow, those are the bitchiest women I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <sighs> yep, that's what you made me think of just then. That's funny. Uh-huh. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right. He said we looked like mean girls. Well, maybe you were. No. I think so. No. Yep. Just Nicole. No. I think you and Katie. <laughs> Funny. All right, well. Ooh, she smells like litter box. That's attractive. Um, I guess we'll cut it short. You're tired, I'm tired. It doesn't feel that short. The house is tired. Everything is tired. Good night, everyone. Hasta la bye-bye. Hey, this is Mike, and I just wanted to tell you that if you enjoyed the show, and I truly hope you did, you can subscribe on iTunes or Google Play and not miss a single episode. But if you happened to miss an episode uh, and you didn't find it on Google Play or iTunes for some reason, you could go to our website, which is thenightlyrant.wordpress.com.